Puzzles, platforming, aesthetic. It's Limbo this week on It's So Bad. Michael, how are you doing? I'm pretty well. Um, Sam, hello. Hello, Mark, hello. This is your first ever requested game. This is my first requested game that Holy I didn't. Shit. I didn't quite know I was requesting it by just answering. Limbo is a short game when you ask for short games, but here I thought are. it was. I thought it was a suggestion. So it's a, and now it's our 132nd game that we're adding to our endless list of video games. Congratulations, Sam. This is a big moment, you know. You're on the list here. You're you're you got you got some skin in the game. This is yeah. This is your game now. I'm gonna pop uh, some champagne of beers for this moment. Hell yeah! Brother. Nice. Do it. Uh, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast from. Follow us. We're on the social medias at it's so bad pod. It's so bad pod at gmail.com is your email address and yes we are adding this game this week to our endless list of video games which currently goes from number one super mario 64 all the way down to 131 home alone for the sega genesis we need to add more bad games still feel bad that home alone for the sega genesis is our worst game on this list but yes we're adding all the games and ranking them um and yes why are we playing limbo this week we're playing limbo because it's a short game and i guess you didn't have much time for that yes yes but uh sam why did you suggest limbo i suggested limbo because it's a short game and i also really like this game and it was one of like the first games that i had played when i built my pc like nine years ago for some reason and uh i wanted to you know check out what indie games there were and this was one of them yeah, I mean, uh, this is like one of the OG uh, indie games, I feel like. It came out in 2010, uh, which was the same year as like Super Meat Boy and Heavy Rain. So like really early, I think, indie games. There were like game indie games before those games, but this is like the first wave. What else was there? Fez was in this wave as well. Yeah, all um, the ones from that movie, Fez, Super Meat Boy, and uh, Braid. That was another good one. Oh, yeah, yeah. From the indie game, the movie? Mm-hmm. Not a bad movie. I like that movie. Is that a movie? Indie yeah. game the movie? I've never heard of this. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. about like the guys making Super Meat Boy and uh. the guy who made Fez and a bunch of other things. Yeah, they're all very different people too, which is interesting. Oh, I need to yeah. check that out. That sounds cool. Nice. Like the guy who makes Super Meat Boy sounds like a real cool dude and the guy who makes Fez does not sound like a very cool dude. <laughs> no. Um, this uh, was an Xbox Live arcade game too, right? That's where this yeah. originated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so it's always it always tickles me that uh, Xbox of all of all the platforms somehow fueled the indie game movement. It seems like they would be the one not to do it, but 
Yeah, that's sweet. It was like Xbox 360 had their uh, thing, you know, they had, um, was it Live Arcade or whatever it was? Right, right. Uh, That was like a big thing for people to dump like small little creations on. And then you also had like Steam rising up at this time period and also Nintendo's Virtual Console on the Wii, which were like where you got WiiWare games and you had like that Castlevania Rebirth game and the Contra Rebirth game and you had a bunch of other like fan games, small games that people made. Was that A Boy and His Blob like was on that as well, so. Yeah, it was like the time period of the first wave of like indie games. Yeah, I, I'd not heard about this game, but uh, uh, the other game that this developer made, uh, Inside, caught my eye a number of years ago, and I like bought it during a Steam sale, and it's been on my computer ever since, unplayed. I don't know why I've never played it. It always felt like a very moody game, so I was like, I need to be in the right frame of mind to play this. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I, then I saw that they made this other similar game, Limbo, previously, and I like looked it up, and I was like, okay, I want to play both of these at some point when the moment is right. So luckily... We were in need of a short game, so here we are. We finally got to play this, so I'm I'm, I'm happy about that because this is a cool game. I had no conception really before I played this game of what it was going to be. I didn't really think that it was going to be a puzzle platformer. I thought it was going to be more of like a narrative platformer type thing, but I I, I did not realize that the gameplay would be this satisfying. Playing yeah, this game. yeah. I guess I. I... I guess it did match up with my conception of it, but I guess I didn't realize how minimalist it would be through and like how difficult and creative the puzzles could get to. I like I thought it would kind of kind of be like just like a side scrolling like you walk, you jump over some easy jumps, you pull some things, right, nothing right. too complicated and you get like a cool story. But it was actually it was a challenging game. It was and I really liked the puzzles. And yeah, uh, yeah and like the aesthetic, the mood. Like yeah. <laughs> so strong this game, this game has like a thick um a space e space s space t space h aesthetic um you know that that how people write that it, it sure it sure is yeah or it yes, sure does yes, however yes. you want to frame that um yeah it's like black and white and very kind of dreamlike it's uh, thick. the thick. aesthetic is yeah. thick a lot it's... of a lot of layers foreground second foreground yep middle right. ground and like the sound is like a, it's not like a music. It's like a soundscape of like nature and yeah, it's like ambient like noise falling. Yeah, yeah, it's cr- yeah, because you start off in the woods and it's like a lot of like water dripping and like like just leaves rustling or crunching as you're moving around, yeah. and then eventually you end up in like a, a factory area and it's all like things clanging in the background and machines whirring and electricity and stuff like that. And that's, that's, I did, that's the mood. I didn't appreciate the sound until I like a half an hour ago when I was watching a, uh, the speed run of this game, which is like 35 minutes, by the way, this is a relatively short game, like three hours long, but um, I didn't appreciate the sound until I watched the speed run of this game. And um, I had my headphones on, like my nice headphones, because when I was playing on the TV, I didn't hear it that well. But when you had the headphones on, it's like very detailed sound, like the crunching of the leaves or like the wind blowing or like the machines whirling, whirring are like very like, again, thick sounds. Yeah, thick, thick yeah. with two cues. And um, they, they are uh, like the sounds anticipate what's coming up next to some degree, too. Yeah, like you'll hear a rock rolling downhill or like something swinging um, that's coming towards you and it helps you to anticipate it. I thought that some of that stuff was a little trolly, but yeah, the sound definitely helps you. <laughs> there was definitely some moments in this game where it's like, well, yeah, I was sliding down this and then the whole level turned on its side and then a rock landed on me. So like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, again, it's a little Dark Soulsy in that way. It's just like, now you know, you got to jump as soon as you it, get there. Yeah, yeah, there's... There's a good amount of puzzles in this game, speaking of Trollsy, that like you just don't see something right away and you die and then you know how to solve it just the next time, which is uh, right. 
I'm not crazy about stuff like that because I feel like it's kind of gotcha, but at the same time, like maybe I should be paying better attention. I, I didn't think know. it was. I didn't think. I thought it was some of that stuff was trolly, but I didn't think it was like overly trolly. Like there weren't too many of those. There was one right at the beginning where you like grab a rope and a trap falls on you and like instantly kills yep. you. And I'm like, how the fuck is anybody supposed to see that there? Yep. So like, but the, there, I feel like that's pretty few and far between. They do do a good job of kind of teaching you on the way. One of the tenets of this game, when the uh, people who made this game, Yeppe Carlson and two Danish folk, I believe. Um, and like, or the, like the leads and they were, they had a team of eight people that worked on this. But um, one of their tenets that they had was that they didn't want to have a tutorial in the game. I don't really know if you remember the trend of like flash games from this day. And I think they had originally attended this game to be a flash game as like a tech demonstration. Um, but they, th- those games back in the day, you said, put up signposts and tutorials all over the fucking place. Yep. And they wanted to get rid of that and make it so like, get back to old school, like teaching you in the game, how to do the game. I think that was one of the big tenets of like Miyamoto is as you work through the game, not giving you instructions, but showing you what to do through uh, the, the level design. And I think they did that pretty well in this game. I think they do a really good job with the level design and then also just the, uh, I guess, objects that are in the level. Like, there's very clear handles on things you can grab. Yep. Um, it's very clear what can kill you and won't kill you. Um, and then the controls are just super simple, too. I think it's just movement and action button, which is really just to grab stuff. Yeah, no, it's jump. it's that's the other tenet was the game he wanted to make the game with ju- using just two buttons. One was the jumping butter button. The other one is not action, but it, all it is is grabbing. It's just grabbing. Just grabbing. Yeah. 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 There were some times where I I definitely agree with what you were saying earlier, Sam. Like I would get stuck on certain puzzles where I didn't realize there was like a button that I had to push, and I was like, there was no concept of a button in any of the previous puzzles, and right. you're like, what yeah. do I do here? And like I'm stuck, and I don't want to look it up. That type of stuff happened a little bit. Um, so I got a little frustrated with that, but like the puzzles definitely ramp up in like creativity and complexity and like, they are like true to everything else in this game. Very simple puzzles too. Like it can be hard to figure them out, but like the number of moving pieces or like things you need to do are not like so complicated. It's not like you need to do like 10 things to get through any one area. It's like, you need to do maybe two or three things, but it's just about like precision and timing and like knowing the environment well enough to be like, how can I like use my limited jump and like push button ability to like get through this area without dying. And they made a lot, they made, they made some good uses of that without overdoing it and making really complex puzzles that were still challenging and difficult to solve yeah i don't know if you guys know this about me but one of the things that i do while i work sometimes is have on the background um super mario world kaizo levels and just people on twitch streaming those levels and i watch that shit like all the time and this is like it feels like almost kaizo almost kaizo stuff but it's not it's just not because it's like very like they take three sections of a kaizo in some parts like three three actions you have to do and they put that into one singular part and then they give you a break where you save automatically. Um, so I think it's good in that regard. And then a lot of the puzzles too are like they they present it to you and you fuck up a couple times, but you get it. And it's like just the tension of enough of it, you dying too much and you figuring the time it takes you to figure out is like 
pretty good in a lot of these. Like you wa- you don't want to get it on the first pass because that's not satisfying. But if you get it on like the third pass, you're like, fuck yeah, that's really great. Because then if you're on like 10, t- if it takes you like 10 to 15 times, you're like, this is fucking too hard, right? So they, get the- they got that tension really well and tight in this game. Yeah, I def- agree. Definitely. Yeah, there there's like a few that took me a while longer than they should have, but overall very well designed in the difficulty for that and like teaching you how things happen. Yeah, I think like there was one and I keep thinking about it where you had to move a minecart on a bottom track and there was a top track and there were like two spinny uh, sharp saw blades and you had to lower a rope to raise a raise a gate and then you had to jump over and raise another gate and then get through the gates before the uh, gates closed or dropped on you and uh, I was like this part's fucking hard. That was one of the hardest, and then the I've told you guys the last uh, puzzle with like the they introduce gravity in some of these stages, and it just gets some of it's like hurts my brain eventually. Yeah, yeah. I don't really like the like super tight timing uh, puzzles. Right, they felt tight. They felt tight sometimes. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I totally agree with that. I think some of the ones I struggled the most where it was like, you have to like thread this needle perfectly, and it's like, man, this is really hard to do. Like, am I even doing the right thing, or am I just like doing something futile, and there's another solution? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of cool. Like, there was one where, I think it was probably close to that buzzsaw one, where you're on a cart, and you're sliding kind of down, and you have some momentum, and you get to the end, and you have to jump off, otherwise you'll get pushed by the cart, like by this ledge. But then the cart hits a button, that electrifies the ledge and you need to go on that ledge and run like a significant distance to get to safety but if the cart because it's on an angle hits the button it like electrifies the whole thing and i was playing with it and i was like how do i do this how do i do this what do i do and it was like okay i need to move the cart up but you needed to move it to like a specific yeah spot on the I, incline. I remember that yeah you couldn't yeah. move it too far you couldn't move it too little and you had to like jump off on it so that it like went up a little bit and then came back down and that it gave you fiddly. yeah that gave you just enough time to run the whole thing there was there was another one where you had a, there was like a swinging rope and you had to get it at like just the right moment when it was coming back up the chain as opposed to when it was going down the chain in order to get across a gap with enough momentum and i was like oh my god this is so specific where exactly you want me to grab this it can't be going up it has to be going down or it can't be going down which is more intuitive it has to be going back up and then you have to catch it at a very specific time or you're fucked it was just very tight in a lot of places yeah, yeah for sure yeah like with all those i i felt much more satisfied figuring out how i was supposed to do the puzzle than actually doing it right yeah you're like oh okay here i go but then you still have to experiment like a couple of times because you're like nope not quite this nope not quite this dead again all right so yeah yeah maybe it was just because i was dying when i knew what to do that was the problem in a game that isn't like a kaizo thing where the joy is coming from the very specific button presses you're doing Oh man, right. the, the mo- yeah, the most I died in this game was one puzzle. I like figured out what I was supposed to do, but didn't realize that I had figured it out. And like the timing element of it was so specific that I was like, mm, I need to go look around. And so I backtracked a little bit. But to backtrack, I had to like jump down onto this conveyor belt with these boxes, and you need to move one of the boxes to be able to jump on it and get up to this other ledge. And it was like not difficult to do but it required enough patience to be able to do it that me just trying to backtrack i like died so many times falling off this ledge i just was just like my brain was getting tired and i was like oh i fucking hate this game like what's wrong and then eventually i just gave up and i was like oh no the thing i thought about like 20 minutes ago was actually the right answer and i don't even need to be, be down here so like yeah they'll yeah, get you they'll get you in this game that's that's like the classic attempt to dark souls boss like 
20 times and get wrecked and then wake up the next day and just do it first try yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i was just so frustrated and just like didn't want to be patient enough to do the box thing correctly and i was like ah, fuck there's, this. there's a couple things in this game that i fucking like oh when games use well i'll just like sit down for like hours and grind out the game no matter what game it is it always will get to me and it's two things it's when you die the snappiness of getting you back and trying again but also putting it at a specific spot where you're not too far away and you're can do the exact same mechanic over again and just retry it as opposed to having to do a bunch of mechanics in a row like they got that right so well in this game so i just played i think i had two sessions of this game and i beat it in a day and it was like three hours long fucking love that shit like games like celeste do it well but also like games like civ it's like civilization like it's like that one more turn feeling Mm mm-hmm yeah, it's just like you can play for such a small unit of time, and when it ends, if it even if it ends poorly, you want to do it again. Yeah. And um, Limbo was really good about it, cause like there were there were definitely moments where I felt like I did uh, like half of a puzzle, and then died, and just put me in the middle of what I thought was like one giant puzzle. And it's like, yeah, like of course I don't have to do that first part again. I already did it. Why are they gonna make me do it again? And like right. that was really nice. Yeah, but it was it's this kind of seamless like minimalism for the whole story too because it doesn't feel like you're going to different like stages or levels or chapters. But I think in the game menu like it is called that too, but it's not really clear. It's just like when the screen moves, you kind of are right. in the next area. Mm-hmm. But there's no like big announcement. It's no like 1-1 that shows up on your screen or anything like that. You're just kind of moving through this environment, this kind of like melancholy, somber, black and white environment and solving these puzzles as you go and you're just like i don't really know what's ahead i'm just gonna keep going and try the next one when i get there um so i definitely see that like one more turn type of thing it's like all right let's see if i can do this one and how far i can get before i like get stuck then i'm gonna go to bed and like turn this off yeah so they so this is like um we talked about like the gameplay and kind of the aesthetic. The one thing that we didn't talk about, and in, in terms of like the the story, and there's no words on the screen. I think the only word is uh, hotel when you get to the hotel. Um, <laughs> oh, the yeah, entire yeah. entire game. Um, but yeah, there's like cool set pieces like that, like the spider in the first half. There's that hotel that's in the middle when you're on your way to the factory, which is like another uh, background setting. Um, you fuck up that spider though, huh? Oh my god. That's a fun, like, boss fight, I guess. I, it is a boss fight. Yeah, that spider gets wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> you pull off all of its legs, and then you roll it onto spikes. <laughs> and then you then you send it down a ditch, and just when it's trying to get out of the ditch, like, a boulder falls on it and squishes it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's before you pull off its last leg. Oh, is that? And you roll, roll it into the spikes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, there's also some Return of the King shit happening with that spider at one point. You get, like, webbed. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was a cool that sequence. That part was cool. Yeah. Hey, you get webbed. They, they do some cool things with your with your movement. They do that, and then they have the weird little globs that go on your head that just make you run backwards. The brain worms. Uh, which, yeah, but that, I mean, the brain worm, there, there is a very cool part of the game where you go, you're brain wormed, so you're just moving. You don't, I think you can control your speed, but not your direction. Yeah, and you go so over it, like so all like, these so, logs all the way to the end, and then you have uh, to backtrack without the brain worm. That was like the coolest level design. Yeah, 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 yeah. They um, so the brain worms, if it went on you, it, you got sent into a direction, and then you turned around if it hit light, and then it would if it, it was trying to get to water is what the whole thing is. 
Yeah, and if you hit too much light, it'll like burn off of your head. Or no, no, it was the there's like those little like creatures in the ceiling that can eat yeah. them, and then you're like trying to jump up towards them and get your uh, get your brainworm out. Um, did you guys did you guys collect any of the uh, eggs? They were like hidden collectibles in this game. They're really happened. difficult. Uh, I got like two or three this run, and yeah. uh, you know that's some replay value. But uh, it, they're really fucking hard to find. Like, I was looking at it, like, 14% of people that played the game got a bunch of them. Wow. I got one in the, that I found. Yeah, I didn't I, even I, know. I got the very beginning, I got it, and I was like, I have no idea what this is. Yeah, I the didn't. walk backwards. I didn't know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's. I guess it unlocks a whole new level of the game if you uh, get all 10. I, I didn't know that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the story behind this. So you're a little boy, you're going through the woods and all these things. Um, the dev team provided a single sentence for the story, which is an uns- it says uncertain of his sister's fate. A boy enters limbo. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no more story. Um, so there's been a lot of like interpretations of what the meaning behind this game is. And um, one of the most popular ones that I found was that you you wake up in the forest and then you have to go through all these things. And it's essentially like a kid going through all of his fears. So like um, the spider and then like the little children that like teased him. And then like the, um, what was the other one? There was a bunch of other stuff. But then at the end, when you crash through the glass, that's like redoing um, you flying out of a car and getting into a car accident. Oh, interesting. And landing in the forest and that you're you're finding trying to find your sister who was also in the car, which is why when you go through the glass at the end, you climb up a hill and you meet a little girl and you're at you're at a uh, clubhouse. Right. But when you when you go to the title screen, the title screen at the beginning is the boy and his sister underneath the uh, the clubhouse. But when you beat the game, it's flies underneath the clubhouse. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, it's that's def- like that's like one interpretation. Yeah, There's it's like, so nobody has the true inter- interpretation. It's so interpretive. Yeah, exactly. Like you really only get like the kids going into limbo. You find the little girl at the end. You fly through the glass. Everything slows down, and like limbo is like you know the the Catholic mythology. Like it's like where you know the unbaptized children go if they're. It's like right on the edge of hell, basically. It's like you can't go to hell because you're a kid, but you weren't baptized, so you can't go to heaven. Um, so yeah, there's got to be some. There, there's definitely like, you know, overtones of death and like you know these children being lost in the woods and facing their fears. There's there's something to that for sure. Um, but yeah, you could make any story out of this you want. Probably uh, you could read it a lot of different ways, which is cool. I like that they did that. I saw some complaints about people saying like, oh, it was too minimalistic. I thought there was going to be more narrative. I did too, but like the puzzles were so satisfying. Like having that just kind of little like emotional anchor for the game that was enough for me. That was fine. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Cool um, game. I, I was surprised also when I was playing this game. You know what really stood out to me? I don't know if you guys ever played this, but this game feels a lot like somebody played Oddworld Abe's Odyssey. Um, I never played that game, and I, I wish I had. It is exactly like this game. Like you have to press buttons in order to get things around things, and it's like platforming challenges. I feel like even like the movement feels the same. It's like a little bit sluggish in this game. Um, yeah, and also like it also kind of feels like another world or flashback, which were those games from like the Genesis and Super Nintendo era, uh, where you were like like a narrative platformer type game. Yeah. yeah, I've never played Oddworld, but I have heard people say good things about it. I always had a negative association with it. I don't know why. I thought it was like, 
I don't know. It didn't interest me I, as a kid, but I've heard I people hate the, since. I hate the designs. I don't know yeah, why. I that's feel probably like I why. Should like, I, like the, I should like the designs, but I hate the designs of the characters. Yeah, that's probably right. It probably just struck me as like ugly. Yeah, cause... it just looks like discounty or like knockoffy of something that I don't even know what it is, but <laughs> I, the appeal is just very low. Yeah, but I've heard people say it's it's a cool game or it's like a cool series, so interesting. Yeah. Um, so we have t- talked about this game. Where does it go on our endless list of video games? Our 132nd entry goes from number one, Super Mario 64, all the way down to number 131, Home Alone. Last week, what did we add last week to our our list? Alex Kidd and Miracle World at number, where was it? 109. 109? Not very high. Alex Kidd. But yeah, in terms of like comparisons for this game... I was thinking like a great comparison considering it's another indie game. Um, it came out a little bit later, but it's also a super minimalistic is super hot. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and c- compared to limbo also super hot is a puzzle like FPS game. This game's a puzzle platformer, both mi- minimalist narratives. Um, I don't know. They feel very similar. Um, I don't know. What, what do you guys think about that? I think that's a fair comparison. I was also looking, uh, the one that jumped out at me, trying to find it on the list right now it's it's maybe higher than i want this game to be but papers please too just kind of had that like Mm -hmm. indie kind of minimalist aesthetic there's obviously like more kind of going on in any one moment with papers please um but just kind of like that like small indie game like clever concept well executed um super hot i definitely see the comparison of of, um it is a pretty i mean the puzzles are good and the aesthetic is is beautiful but it is a very like simple kind of basic game too. Like it's just a platformer. Like that's right. there, there's nothing super revolutionary that it's doing, but it, it does do what it it sets out to do really well. So yeah, um, I don't know. I could see it. So Superhot's at 55, Nidhogs at at 65. I kind of see a comparison there too. I could see it living somewhere in this like you know 70 to 50 range, something like that. Yeah, for whatever reason, like, Pilot Wings is the game that I'm looking at that I want to compare it to, even though they're not similar at all, but just in terms of quality, like, I put it around there, which is 75. Really? Do you think, like, a Luigi's Mansion is a better game than this game? Uh, What games have you played above it that are close to it? Let's see. Street Fighter Alpha, uh, River City Ransom. I don't think it's better than River City Ransom. Okay. Which is 64. I can um, agree with that statement. Yeah, I and mean, if I... like it's it's oh. a game you like you play it, uh, you know, largely for the atmosphere and like the experience of playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I I played it, I played it nine years ago, and there's a lot of games I remember a lot more from nine years ago. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of a yeah. niche entry, I feel like. Like, I liked it a lot. I, I have, like, will definitely think of it fondly going forward. But, yeah, I mean, t- to put it in context of these other games, like, I I probably think it's more artistic uh, and more challenging than Luigi's Mansion, so I might put it higher than that, just as a comparison. Super Hot, I definitely like much more. Like, that's a game that I was like, oh, fuck yeah, when I played it, and I was ready to play more of it. Yeah, um, I'll agree with that. I also think like the fact that it has a narrative in it yeah. is pretty cool, and all the uh, like 
aesthetic around the main game, like when you're going through the uh, computer entry terminal. It's very cool. Uh, there's a lot going on in that game. Yeah, there's, it's, it's very replayable, it's more, too. It's, for, it's a little bit more immersive. It, like, does the whole, like, breaking the fourth wall type stuff very well. Um, so. Yeah. You are in control. <laughs> Super hot. Hot. That game was great. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, um, do we do we think that the Nidhogg is better than this game? It's a tough call. I think that this game's probably more artistic. And Nidhogg, I love the I love the the uh, art style in in Nidhogg. So don't get me wrong. But when, just like as like a I piece forgot. of art, I would think that you know you could make a case for Limbo being one. Uh, Nidhogg, I'm not sure I would try to make that case. But it is a really fun multiplayer game, and it's it's you know cool to look at. It's got a cool design aesthetic. One thing I'll say about this game that I was thinking about is that this game in 2010, if we added it to our list, it would probably be much higher. But now in 2021, we're like spoiled because there's a ton of these types of games. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this, when this game came out, it was very, very unique for what it was. And now we're just like, oh, this kind of, you know, kind of looks like Greece or it kind of looks like whatever name your indie platformer that has like an, a narrative. Right. There's just so many of them now. They've become like a dime a dozen. But it was one of the first ones. Yeah, that's that's this. true. That is that has some historical weight to it as a result of that. Um but yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I would. I mean, I've never played. I haven't played it yet, but I'm probably gonna play it next. Like, Inside, I think, is considered a better game. Uh, oh yeah, than for, Limbo. for sure. Like, they build on what for they sure. did in Limbo. With I uh, just watching game, game gameplay of that, I'm like, I want to play that real bad because it looks like very, very cool comparing the art style even because they do it in in uh, Unity as opposed to Visual Studio, which was a 2D thing. So it's all it's like really well shaded and really well. Uh, lit there's cool lighting effects happening i just really want to yeah play that game it seems like it's an experience yeah for sure so, so yeah hmm i could put it in the neighborhood of nidhogg though what was the game you didn't think it went above sam you didn't think it was better than uh river city ransom which is right above nidhogg uh, oh so look at that like, <laughs> yeah i mean that's zoning into uh i feel like something. i feel like this game is a 66 because i would play nidhogg a uh, moment's notice cool art style minimalistic has a cool um aesthetic but also like music is great mm-hmm. and i would play that right now if somebody wanted to play nidhogg as opposed to limbo i probably won't touch for a little while yeah i think it's fair i think yeah. it's fair yeah it seems reasonable all right i can let's live with 66 make, yeah let's make it our 66 cool cool well thank you sam for for picking this game yeah man i'm glad you guys were down to play it i was like i was like oh man i kind of want to play maybe just like an arcade game this week maybe that's a little bit too much time and then i played this game and i like could not put it down yeah just got obsessed with it when i played it and i was like oh this game's fucking great i'm pleasantly surprised this was a nice uh, palate cleanser for me i've become recently obsessed with a certain world war ii historical uh, shooter sim and i was <laughs> like i've played a lot of this game i should play something else like get it out of my what? brain and i'd wanted what to play this that? it's uh what it's called is? it's called hell let loose maybe you've heard of it i've been letting a lot of hell loose um which has been cool but this was like a nice completely different change of pace and, and i was happy to play it so good suggestion sam <clears throat> You went from hell to limbo. <laughs> to the edge of hell. <laughs> one, one day you'll make it, uh, I don't know what's next. 
but eventually I have heaven, I Paradiso. Purgatory? Purgatorio. No, that's the dying, Divine Comedy. Limbo yeah. is Purgatory. No, no, Limbo so, is not Purgatory, actually, but they wait, are similar. <clears throat> let's look up the circles of hell. So, circles. Limbo literally means the edge of hell, um, but it is... Uh, Did you go to a Catholic school? Uh, n well, no, I didn't, um, but I was very interested in, like, Christian mythology and Christian theology ah. as a kid. My so, dad's my dad's Catholic. Um, I don't know if it's the edge of hell in your definition, but I have read Dante's Inferno many times. Mm -hmm. Big fan, and the first circle is Limbo mm -hmm. on uh, in Dante's Inferno. Right. But then uh, they the, the whole thing is they go from through all the circles and then they go to purgatory. Right. Yep. I've read and it then too. They go to, to heaven. <clears throat> I'm an English major. I've read it. Uh, I, I just <laughs> think of Inception. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a whole uh, debate oh, about the existence like of Limbo. Circles of Hell in, in in Inception. No, Limbo is like the the dream space you fall to if you stay in the dream too long. I think oh. you go to Limbo. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my god, is there another read on yeah, that movie? No, no, no. Just, <laughs> now there is. Time lasts forever, which is the opposite of this very short game. <laughs> right, right, right. All right. Well, this has been a fascinating conversation. Um, <laughs> thank, thank you, Steve. Thank you. Happy to discuss Christian mythology with you at any time. <clears throat> thank you, Sam. Yep. Happy to be here. Happy to talk about this. <laughs> and we'll be back maybe next week. We'll see. Okay. Bye.